What's going on, everyone? We're to turn two terribles. I am Jimmy Barr. I'm here with Chris Lynn and Josh Aaron. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we had a little bit of technical difficulties there, but we're here. We're here. It's a Wednesday. Yeah, I know. It's, it's complete, we're off. Complete restart. We're fine. Just complete restart. We're good. You know, line them back up the way they they were qualified, and we're good. Uh, we got a lot to talk about this week. We got Kansas, uh, this past week with NASCAR. We also had the Joey Logano, William Byron, uh, disagree, dispute. Um, we also had a lot of go on side. Uh, we had, we had, um, just lots of races, lots of stuff to talk about there. Uh, we also got NSRL starting the night. Uh, we're going to be going right into that right after the podcast here. So, um, we're really excited about that. We'll talk about that a little bit. Um, and thank you guys for, for checking us out. We had, we did get a new subscriber beer line racing over there in beer line. Really, really good. Uh, I racer. Uh, Jimmy, thanks for the subscription. You, thank you guys all you, for checking us out. Jimmy, and watching. You know what you want to say to that? Oh, that I beat Aiden last night. There you the go. He might've let I, me win. He might have let me so. win. That is your home but, track. But he got the win last night in the Posse League at Lernerville. But I beat him in the heat race. So that's All my matters. that's my victory. Heat race hero. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Let's just get right into it. Uh, we had Kansas this past week. Kurt Busch with the win. Uh, much needed win for him. 23-11, really fast. Uh, Kurt and Kyle Larson really going to town. Um, lots of blown tires. Uh, let's just start with Kurt Busch. How'd you guys feel about Kurt Busch with that win? Finally. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> right. I think we knew it was coming. We we talked amongst ourselves, obviously, before the podcast. When Kurt Busch got announced there, everyone expected he's going to go there and make that team better, and he's going to win. He's done it at every organization he's been to. Um, so, it's exciting. It's good for him. It's good this for 2311. Is this fourth or fifth different manufacturer that he won with? I guess it's fifth. Right. Fifth, so he's won Dodge, Ford, Ford, Chevy. Yeah. Now Toyota. Toyota. So four. And fourth organization, I believe, right? Maybe it's fifth, fifth organization. organization. Yeah, yeah. Fourth. Well, he won Yeah. Penske was a Ford. It was a Dodge. No, that was Dodge then. Right. It was a Dodge then. He won at Ford SHR, Chevy right. with Ganassi, Toyota. So yeah, Dodge. Well, obviously Ford was Roush too. Mm-hmm. And then um it was a Dodge when he was at Penske. Yep. Yep. So Ford manufacturers. Five. Five? No. Ford, Ford, Chevy, Toyota, Dodge. Right. Five organizations. Five organizations. Math is hard for terribles. Math is very hard. We are that's not. Math stand, that's why we stand in turn three, boys. <laughs> <laughs> we got to two and just stop counting. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, he's had a hell of a career. Uh, you know, 2311 brought him in because he still is... A top driver in the Cup Series. He's just a, a world talent when it comes to racing. He's he's very uh, versatile, very good in everything that he gets into. And he's real. He, I mean, he's done it before too. Uh, he was like the first one in Furniture Row racing, I believe. Am I right on that? And I think got, he was. I correct. You know, so he's used to coming into a, 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 a from a ground up almost organization, and and you know you know, trying to come in and be competitive and help build that up. And um, I think the the perfect teammate for Bubba, perfect driver for Jordan and, and Denny Hamlin. And it's good. They've been fast. 
they've been getting faster. The Toyotas didn't come out of the gate very strong, but they're getting faster, more consistent. And it's just a matter of... And Bubba and the other Toyotas, you know, uh, just getting some luck and having completely clean races to get a rip off a bunch of wins here. And Kurt stuff, uh, Kurt finally was able to do a, a hell of a battle with Kyle Larson. Yeah. I, uh, I'm excited for Jordan too. I mean, to, to find, you know, to get a, a cool car with his shoe sponsor on it and to be a part of yeah. that team. It, like if I was a diecast person, that would be like one of the first diecasts that I would buy because that that was a it was awesome and he's put a lot of money into NASCAR and I think you know he brings a lot of non NASCAR people into NASCAR so I think for him to finally get a win with a Jordan design is cool too. Yeah, it definitely. I, uh... I don't think we're done yet. I think you're going to see him and Bubba both win races over the next months. Yeah, Bubba Bubba passed the most cars. Uh his his pit crew really let him down. He had a fast car. He was up he ended up finishing tenth, but um he really uh passed he was back and forth all day. He just couldn't maintain that position because every time he would get in the pit something would happen. He had a uncontrolled tire on the last pit stop that put him way behind, but he charged his ass up there to tenth, which was cool to see. Not as bad as Eric Jones team. Let his pick through. Yeah. Let him, yeah. He got a very controlled tire. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't get that thing off. That was crazy. That was probably the most entertaining. One of the most entertaining <laughs> things was. about the race was watching them trying to figure out how the hell they're going to get it off. And uh, he only lost like five laps or something like that, which is impressive considering all, everything they had to do to try to get that <laughs> off and still get another one on without destroying the entire rear end. You know, it was pretty cool. Uh, unfortunate for him, though. About um, one of the cool parts, I you know I like Larson. I appreciate Larson the talent he is, but he went up a couple notches this week in my book because there was the time where it looked like Kurt pushed him up to the wall, and Larson comes over the radio. He's like, "No, I had room. I just got loose, and then got into the wall." He yep. could have easily, you know, said, "Oh, I got squeezed like done the like, Logano like a thing, certain, and, like a Logano, right?" Like, Kurt Busch played that perfectly. Kurt Busch played that whole move perfectly. He kind of made it like he was going to go, I'm going to come up there, but get all the way there, and then doesn't have to, doesn't dorm, doesn't do anything, and he just drives in the wall. So you, you made him make a decision. You maybe, maybe you spooked him a little bit. I doubt it. But still, he made Larson into a mistake, which is peak NASCAR, or even peak racing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, Larson, that was a perfect Larson track. Uh, just ripping the top with the progressive banking, um, you know, tire wear being an issue, you know, just ha- it was really cool because you had two lines. You could really run the bottom if you wanted to even deeper in the run. You still could. Um, or you could just rip the top and save some tires and still be pretty fast. Uh, you know, they had a lot of rain there that morning, so it ru- washed a lot of rubber up off, but they put a lot of rubber down, which was interesting. I think that's something to, to take notice of because. It looked like Dover. Dover is notorious for laying down a bunch of rubber, and you could visually see it as the race goes on. Yep. Um, but it was it was pretty cool. I mean, I, 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 definitely one of my favorite races of the year so far. It was just exciting, good racing throughout the field, and, and you know, I was kind of ha- even though I'm a Larson fan, I was happy to see Kurt Busch win. Yep. Uh, Toyota. Speaking of Toyota, five of the top six. I mean, I think they took five of those six at the R and D center. So. 
Well, actually, <laughs> all six of them in the top ten. So uh, I, I think you, they. Yeah. Go ahead. You think what? Well, I don't nothing. I mean, they're not doing anything you shouldn't do, but NASCAR made sure they want to find out what they're doing because they took two. So I guess they took the twenty-three back to R and D and the eleven or somebody else, and they checked over those cars in tech. From what I heard. Yeah, but no, no penalties or anything. They didn't do anything no. different. They just might have finally figured yet. something out. Put a bigger motor in it. <laughs> I don't know about that. Ricky Stenhouse also had a great run. He that's a couple weeks in a row now yeah. where he's been sneaking up in the top ten. So it's not just a Toyota's finding speed. You're finding some of these other guys, um, unexpected car. or expected, just figuring out the car and figuring out these tracks. And and you know, I think some of the practice is helping some of them. And uh, it's really uh, the tides have kind of turned. I don't want to say the tides have kind of turned, but it, it's just adding to the parity this year. I mean, there's having all this talk. We're halfway through the regular season now, and, and you know, just having one win might not get, be enough to get you into the playoffs with the way that it's been going, you know, with all the different winners, you know. But um, it, it's been it, it's been fun. I think this car is it's revitalizing the mile and a half for sure. And uh, it's just putting on good racing, especially I think it helps that the drivers don't fully have a grasp on the car yet because it's making them drive on the edge more and, and they're still trying to find it. Not that we want to see wrecks, but that you have a lot more comers and goers and, and just guys figuring out earlier than others than just letting the equipment do all the work, you know, like it was kind of towards the end of the last generation. Yep. Um, well, just a add to that like larson how many times is his car sideways smoking the tires drives out of it you still have these guys have to wheel us on bitch right the, like, one, of the, one of the moments of the year was larson sliding the, uh, he slid kurt and then right. was completely sideways all the way out of turn two and then he just stayed in the gas saved it i think he might have rubbed the wall a little bit that probably saved him from going yeah, all the he, way he around caught he yeah. caught it with a quarter but still yeah but but no damage to the car, no tire rub or anything like that, and they were still drag racing down the backstretch, <laughs> like just. I mean, you haven't seen this type of racing in NASCAR, especially at the mile and a half, in a long, long time. Yep. Usually, it takes like a really, really hot day for it to be really slick for them to get that racy, you know. But it, it's not like that right now. It, it doesn't matter. A green racetrack, and they're and it's very racy. Uh, we got we got. Tyler Isley in the chat saying most most humble Kyle has been all year. He's getting I think he that championship really uh yeah, in, well in general. I mean, I think it got a little bit of a monkey off his back and now he knows he has a target on his back a little bit more and knows he's not, you know, especially with this car, maybe knows that he's not going to be as dominant as he was last year, so you know. Yep. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, anything else you guys want to talk about from this race? I mean, we had. Um... I think you know. I think the theme all season. I think it's going to continue to be these smaller teams showing up. And I mean, I know twenty three eleven. You know, they're they're still. You know, they're working with Gibbs. They're they're a smaller team, but they're not. But I mean, still to to come in for Trackhouse and twenty three eleven. To be doing what they're doing this year is it's impressive. I mean, I'm sure a lot of it has to do with it being everybody's new to this, so it's the best time for them to do it. But Toyota's definitely at a t- disadvantage because the manufacturers are working closer together than they ever have before, 
And when you only have six cars out of a 36 car, 38 car field, 36 car field, you know, and you have all these other manufacturers working or other teams working within the manufacturer together, you know, kind of does put you at disadvantage. You know, they probably didn't know as much going into the season, you know. Um, switching gears here a little bit. Let's go back to two weeks ago real quick. Don't want to talk too much about the race. I want to talk about the finish. And that was when uh, Joey Logano, let's say... Um, just call him the shit out of him. Let's just say he moved William Byron out of the way for the win. Um, I know I have my opinion, but I wanted to hear what your opinion was on this. Uh, what did you guys see there with he Joey Logano? He, he didn't even try to pass him. Uh, I mean... He's a champion, aggressive driver. And he went in there, whatever, do it. Just I want to see what happens. I mean, two parts. I want to see how he responds when it happens to him. Yeah. So we talked about Ty Gibbs before earlier in the season. And I want to see what, what William Byron's going to do. He's a nice little boy. Like, go do something. They don't, I'm not saying go Matt Kenseth at him and go in there in Martinsville and just like murder his car. But at some point, they're going to be around each other. I want him to not be afraid to go do that. And I think it's gonna we're gonna learn a lot about William Byron here. We know what Joey Logano is now. We knew him for a long time. So we well, yeah, he's been like yeah. this most of his career. Pretty much if not right. the whole thing. Yeah. And uh yeah, I don't know. Josh, what what did you think? No, I agree. I agree. I think he uh I, I think it looks worse than what it was because if I saw a couple times in slow mo, like Byron was checking up because he was loose. I think Joey was getting to him. I don't think he meant to move him that much but he did but i mean that's you know logano's mo that's what he does that's what he's always done he's not yep. done, you know he's never changed so i think the last couple wins he had he had to move somebody out right. of the way to win if you're like, byron just you, gotta, out and... you gotta know who's there yeah but for me my opinion was logano didn't even try to pass him clean he knew he was going to get to his bumper it's a faster car but he did like if Byron wasn't there, he's going into the wall. Most likely, would you agree? I don't. The I don't way, the way he either. dove into the corner there, like if he doesn't hit him, he's probably sliding up the track more and going into the wall. Maybe there's Maybe. just no. I, I, he went in hot. No I'll give it clean pass. Yeah. He went in with the intent to hit him. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's what we're saying. And, he, well, and the reason why. The entire right. time, too. And Josh said about, well, we all know. Maybe he just drove in too deep. And no, he said, well, he put me in the wall in the backstretch. So I got him back. Like, well, that's not even what happened. Which so I think is idiotic. such a bullshit it, excuse. Yeah, that's just a, the punishment didn't fit the crime taste. there for Logano to come back and do that. Logano and him were racing off it. You could say he squeezed him, but he never touched him and put him into the wall. Nope. Uh, yeah, he squeezed him a little bit, but you're racing on, you know, you're talking a matter of a couple inches here that Byron misjudged. Compared to fucking a hundred yards, <laughs> that Logano didn't even misjudge. He judged it correctly and just booted his ass. You know, I get for it's for a win, and that's the culture that NASCAR has cultivated now. But I mean, that's I mean, just not even go, fun to go, watch. Go back I mean. to Coda, and you look at like Ross Chastain did anything to win. If someone goes out there and punches him in the face, I don't think Joe is gonna. I mean, he still might make a aggressive move, but I there's no fear there. Like, why, if like these guys, I mean, I don't know, I know sponsor about dollars matter, but 
I want to see someone go out there and like punch him right in the face. I just well, maybe I, not, maybe not in this case, but maybe the, not, in like the Kota case. I'll say I'm not going to defend Joey Logano at all. I think that what you're starting to see though is it's just it's stacking up and it's looking like another year of everybody's having to deal with fucking Hendrick and everybody's tired of and they can't get faster than them, so they're just going to start moving them. Hendrick's not going to have a lot of leeway when it comes to all these other drivers because they've been beating them for years now. It's true. That that's that's a good point. Uh you know Byron Larson um Elliot got lucky in twenty twenty. Their team hit it right in the playoffs. Last year they dominated. Before then they weren't even competitive. By true. by Hendrick standards. They were still they were they still were there. Team, but they weren't right. winning nearly as much. But now you got two years and now the first part of this year it's been pretty much all Hendrick. Right. Besides I mean, Trackhouse. Exactly. I was gonna say I think I think you have more contenders this year. It's been very good all the difference with Hendrick is is all their cars are good. All their cars have won. You're not seeing that with the other organizations. You're seeing one or two strong guys, and then maybe the others aren't keeping up. You know, they're not as strong throughout the entire organization. Hendrick's strong from top to bottom. Any one of those four cars could go out and win every week. Right. So maybe that's what it is. I, I don't think they're as dominant, though, as they used to be. But <laughs> I think, I, I, I don't know. I mean, if you're Logano, own it. I mean, you, or I just wish you would have tried to pass him, frankly. Like, me too. Me too. I I mean, if, or at least do that going into turn three on the last lap. I would say, oh, just typical Logano if he went in there and, like, if he just did what he did. But then for him to follow, I did not think, he's like, well, he tried to, he put me in the wall out of turn two. And everybody's like, what? Like, what are you talking about? You know, and then he doubles down on it this past week when he was being interviewed at Kansas when he was talking about, um, hey, if he wants to keep going, I'll keep swinging. Meaning if Byron were to retaliate to him. And it's kind of like, I get it because Logano's kind of had a, maybe a, a reputation of being a bitch, but, um, and, and now he's kind of, you know, stepping up a little bit and saying, no, is not, enough is enough, but especially to a young kid like Byron, but what's Byron said I, all week. Byron's just been, he just called him a moron. I mean, I mean, I didn't interview like, you know, he's a moron and has to pass his way like that. I mean, he's one, he had a moment and two, not wrong. He wasn't going to beat us unless he, well, I mean, he might be wrong about that. Logano was clearly faster, which would make it more frustrating. Um, I don't know. And like, since then, though, they aren't the weak. I don't think Byron said anything ultra interesting, which sounds like a William Byron thing, but still. Right. <laughs> I think he's just going to go out and let his drive and speak for himself. You know, Logano, where did he finish this past week? 17th. Yeah. So they didn't have speed. I, I mean, he just didn't have is, it. He had it, to come from, he wrecked in practice. He had to come from the back, but he still never had any speed. That's the thing. I think there's a lot more urgency with, you know, there, with Logano. There's a lot more urgency because he doesn't know when he's going to be in that position again. Um, you know, these, these Henrik guys, they're there every week. It's true. We had, uh, Tyler Isley in here saying, uh, talking about Chase Elliott. He took offense to, I think, what Chris said about being lucky. Uh, he won three out of last back. five races, including. Can we go back to my comments a few weeks ago where I hate the playoffs. That's why. One of them reasons. And I'm a Chase Elliott guy in a way. Now he's not in a 24 car anymore. <laughs> we, also, we also had Jeremy Zarfo saying more parody this year than any other year in NASCAR history. I agree. I, I think it's. 
you know, the the new car is, you know, they had a couple ups and downs with it. They still got to figure out these tire things, but the, you, you knew they were going to have issues throughout the year. But, um, you know, I think the, the car has produced so much better racing um, at tracks where it was kind of, you could be, get strung out much easier. I think that's the main thing. The tracks that were racy to begin with are always going to be racing no matter what cars you put out there, but the mile and a halfs uh, and and some of these other tracks that maybe kind of get boring after used to get boring after a while. I think they ha- they're going to have good racing throughout, and I think that's part of it. Um, minus minus i racing, all the next gen haters are gone. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, before absolutely. the season started, everybody everybody was shitting on the next gen. Nobody liked it. It wasn't ready. And minus i racing, you don't hear any of it now. It's all gone because it's the racing's better. Uh, Jeremy Zarfos with a little nugget here. They took each manufacturer back to the wind tunnel after Kansas. I think this is what you were kind of alluding to, Chris. Uh, somehow there's an aero advantage again per manufacturer. Um, I think they knew that at the beginning, coming to it because of the, the different nose style and everything that they had. They said something. I guess they made a change to the Fords at some point in the offseason because they had some kind of advantage also. Oh. And maybe that's why they've also struggled outside of like Daytona. But that's good. We want to see that. Right. You know, make the manufacturer important again. You know, we don't want a huge advantage, but let them all keep, you know, jockeying for that advantage. And, you know, it's good for the brand if they have winning cars out there that are out there dominating. It's good for the sport because you keep the innovation going. You keep the team striving. As long as it doesn't get too dominant. As long, you know what I mean? Yeah, they got to catch it. Do they have to change anything? I don't know. Yep. I, I think the main thing here, and I think the idea going with this next gen here is, what and the kind of the way that they've gone through is like they're not necessarily banning things, but they're just making the data open to everybody. All right, here's what they're doing. Yep. Here you go. You know what I mean? I think that's better than you got this advantage, let's take it away. I think that used to be the mindset years ago when they were trying to get things a little more equal. Now it's like this is what this team's doing. Now everybody knows. There's no secrets. Doesn't mean that but it doesn't mean that they're taking away unless it's something completely out of the, you know, big, like, whatever Brad Lotsky did. Yeah. Poor Brad. Can <laughs> <laughs> you make it back to the top 30 yet? No, I don't think so. Ooh. He's got a long I mean, he, to finished, go. he finished 14th last week. Right, he's got to do a lot more of that to get back yeah. to the top 30. <laughs> yeah. It's brutal. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that team is, um, you know, when Chris Buescher's looking like the strongest car out of the two, no disrespect to Chris Buescher, but He's not exactly top five every week either. 31. He's been stronger, Red, but... Red Kazowski, uh, 31. Oof. That brutal. is tough, man. That is brutal. But, hey, he, that's what he signed up for. He signed up to do, try to turn that whole team around. And he point penalty today, for, <laughs> for a post-racing career, you know? So... At 100 points, that, he's probably in the top 20. Oh, yeah. Not a, I doubt that. I don't think he's in the top 20. Points wise, Josh, how far out of twentieth is he? He's probably closer. I mean, do you th- like? I'm trying to think of. You know, you have guys like he would Austin. be nineteenth, right behind Kurt Busch. Yeah, fuck. If it was the old points. No, if his hundred points. If, right he had, if he had his hundred points back, he'd be nineteenth, right? He'd be in between Daniel Suarez and Kurt Busch. If he didn't have the penalty for. Maybe not fixing the bumper okay. good enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeremy Zarfos in here again. 
I disagree completely. Aero shouldn't be a planned advantage by NASCAR. This aero advantage thing has been going on for 20 plus years now, and it's tiring. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, it's just, I don't think it's a planned advantage. I just think it's, you know, it's part of it. They, they're, you know, the cars are so low now to the ground and, and all that, just, just how they are. The only thing is, if you're going to have an aero advantage, someone needs to have an engine advantage. But you feel like the old days, like Robert or, Right. Make them or, all the same. Hey, here's their aero advantage. Here you go, manufacturers. Here's what they're doing. Figure out how to get to that level. Figure out how to do it, too. You know what I mean? I mean, if it is, if it's that much of an advantage, they'll 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 do something about it. But to me, it seems like they've been a little more hands off, just slightly, because maybe because it's the new car and they're all still figuring it out. You know, but yep. I don't know. Well, let's go into dirt, and going into dirt, let's go into our Jeremy Zarfos photo of the week, and this one is Chef's kiss. Right there, look at that. That is Brent Marks at a turn four at Williams Grove, passing Carson Macedo. That would put him in second position. Uh, Jeremy took this on top of Brent's holler, <laughs> which is pretty wild. Uh, just wheel standing out of there. Brent Marks went on to win on Saturday night, $17,500, after Jacob Allen, who led all 28 laps previously, ran out of fuel on the, impending, on the uh, final restart. Uh, this was the passer that set that up, pretty much. That This was pretty much the, the race-winning pass right here. So, shouts out to Jeremy. Beautiful pictures. Great moment in time. Uh, just great job. That's it Jeremy's one of my favorite, one of my favorite ones so far, to be yeah, honest. This yeah. is my favorite. 100%. Like, the Mackey one a couple, a couple weeks ago was cool. This was getting there. Yeah. He's a pro. Yeah, for sure. And just the, the just the... <laughs> The moment makes it that much better, and for him to be able to capture that in that way is just fantastic. So let's let's start there with dirt. Uh, Williams Grove this past weekend, Chris, me and you were there all weekend. Um, Friday night was unfortunate. Lincoln, if you wanted to. Well, let's start. That's what I'm saying. Let's start yeah, with Williams Grove. We'll, we'll backtrack. Um, Williams Grove, though, Friday night dealt with a couple showers. Uh, we went into the track. Didn't even get cars on the track until after nine o'clock to do hot laps um ended up raining again around 10 very very lightly it was barely hitting the track but it was enough for them to cancel the night which kind of was a bummer but we had a good time for sure for sure and then we went back yeah it was it was very strange like the rain all weekend was just very light enough it was basically drizzle it was enough that if it was reaching the ground like you could look up in the lights at times, and it would look like it was pouring, but it was barely touching you. There's, but if it was reaching the ground, it was it was enough just to make the track wet. Um, and they had to rework the whole track, everything Friday night. That was a disaster. But we ended up going Friday or Saturday night. Um, that was the big race, uh, the Morgan Cup, seventeen thousand dollars to win. Um, Jacob Allen dominated pretty much the entire night. Uh, led all twenty, led twenty eight to thirty laps. There was a restart towards the end. And he ran out of fuel coming to the green. Um, Brent was coming, though. Brent, char- he was in fourth. He was racing with Macedo. And uh, who else was up there? I mean, Shots was in the top five, too. Shots. But like, those three were definitely closing on Jacob Allen. And some yeah, of was traffic. Were. And Jacob was doing a really great job of working through the traffic, which was cool to see, too. Yes. And I kind of wish we didn't have that last caution because they were definitely going to get there. But I don't know what they were going to do if. 
it was say, say green. They were there for about five, six laps in lap traffic. You had a you could throw a blanket over almost the top, at least the top three, if not the top four, uh, in 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 the corners there. And and you know, Brent was definitely closing. I think he was definitely the fastest car at the end. Um, and then just Jacob just stumbled off the restart, had a bad restart, and it came out that he was uh, out of fuel. Uh, which is uh, sucks to win that way, but I, I, me personally, and everybody keeps saying I'm wrong, but uh, I think Brent had him anyway. I think he had his number uh, on that restart, and I think maybe even if it stayed in lap traffic, he was going to get him anyway. He was, he was coming. He was fast. Um, but it was, it was a bummer for for Jacob. He quick time, <laughs> just like almost a complete clean sweep of the night, except for the last two laps. Uh, it would have been really, really something for him to win there, but he's been showing so much speed. I was really, really, I was happy to see. I wouldn't have been okay with him winning, but I, it was good to get a true posse member a win there uh, against the Outlaws. That's something that I think the posse needed because the rest of the posse, man, not a good time, not a good night, man. I mean, you had Danny Dietrich and Freddie Raymer in the B main. Uh, Freddie wrecked in the B main. Danny backed into the feature. He came up. He was hard charger, but uh, yeah, wasn't Borden hard charger? But oh uh, no, you're right. Borden was hard charger. He had to take uh, a provisional. He had to take a provisional. <laughs> Which is worse um, than in. Sisney was fast. Matt Campbell was fast. Matt Campbell. Shouts out to him. He he uh he got in the dash. Uh, he was up there, but he kind of sunk a little bit as soon as the race started. But he was up there battling the top ten for most of the race. Um. Macri just didn't have a great night, but he didn't have a bad night either. He pulled off towards the end, um, and then Lance too. He uh, he spun. He spun, yeah. And uh, he just he was back there like in like twelfth to fourteenth position anyway. So um, just not a great night for the posse, except for Brett Marks being able to pull it out. So, um, but the posse's really got to figure something out at Williams Group because really. I mean, the last two years or so, at least, I mean, it's really just been the Outlaws kicking their ass. I mean, I think the last... Before that, besides Brent winning the National Open, who's Brent the last posse guy Brent. to win? And the last person I could think winning was Lance. Well, Brent won last Summer Nationals. Right, right. But I'm saying besides... besides Brent, it's been Brent and Lance. Correct. For the past, like, five years. And then beyond that, it's like, what, Brock? Way back Brock, when? Brock was probably about five years ago, yeah. Danny before that, a couple year, maybe a year or two before that. Not a good time. Yeah, so uh, I mean, they're there. They got speed though, so it's 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 good to see. And you know, Brent's help carry the torch. Um, let's talk about Lincoln. You were at Lincoln, Chris, on Wednesday. The prior. Yeah, that place was packed. Uh, good race, you know. Um, it's crazy when you know a Wednesday night show, seeing a place that was standing room only to the point like. Your cell phone wouldn't even work in the infield. I had to like leave the infield, so that was really great for them. Fifty-five cars at Lincoln, right? And then the car count five on a Wednesday night, <laughs> right? Um, that was the only race all week that we thought had no chance of rain. Um, that's part of the reason why I went. I kind of thought the rest of it was going to be yep killed, and then seems like everybody yeah. thought that. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, we we definitely thought for sure Friday night we were going to get lucky. Saturday night was going to be killed, and and that. Obviously Ended up being the other way around, yeah. Right. Uh, you know, Lincoln, they have a good good surface all night. Um, Jacob Allen won there. Yep. Jacob oh, Allen, that's, that's a huge story right there. He went from fourth, and he was making moves. Um, 
it's awesome to see. That. I mean, that's his home track, Hanover. So that's great to see. Yeah, that was the third father-son combo to win, I believe, to win at Lincoln, an outlaw race. I believe that's what they were saying, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Fred and Freddie. And who's the other one? Steve and Stevie Smith. And then you had uh, Bobby and Jacob Allen, which well, is pretty just, cool. I was, about to, I was waiting to see what the dad's name was. I was going to say, they really messed that trend up. Fred and Freddie, <laughs> Steve and Stevie, <laughs> yeah. and then you got Jake and Jakey. <laughs> uh yeah i mean it was it was cool for him to see to see him win i thought it was going to be a little more emotional just because knowing how jacob allen kind of is but he was just i think he's just oozing with confidence right now like he expected the fucking win he came out i mean he was hype he was jacob he was you know typical jacob allen but um you know he was just kind of like yeah let's let's go it's another win and that's awesome to see from him because I mean I know Logan's higher in the points right now but to be honest I think Jacob has had more speed most of the year you know Logan's been very uh, consistent he has a couple wins earlier in the year but I I think Jacob especially recently has been the faster of the two cars I felt bad for Jacob too because it was sponsored by Dryden and Dryden dropped him as a sponsor and he had to stand up there and hold a Dryden sign (laughs) But I mean, hey, if they're paying the check, who gives a shit? Right, right. I mean, I think it's even worse for Dryden. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, look, look at the driver that we dropped. Oh, look, bitch. Um, <laughs> still paying them. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, that was a tough night, too. I mean, the posse, again, wasn't Macri couldn't restart a race to save his life. Yeah, he was um, up there in the top three for most of the night, but he fell back because right. starts. Uh, I mean, Justin Peck was there. That's who Jacob Allen passed. Yep. Uh, Brent Marks got destroyed by Dietrich, um, yeah. from what I saw. So, not ideal. You never like seeing a torn up race car, especially when it's one of our fast guys and a nice guy on top of that. But, you know. Nicely correcting me here. Logan only has one win, which I thought he had two. I thought he had somewhere weird and then Volusia. But Logan only has one win, which is interesting. He struggled all year. But I don't think he struggled because he's fifth in points. I think, but there's like five. He's just like ten outlaw cars. He's yeah, but still, I mean, he's like within striking distance right. of of the points. It just seems not but the Jacob's same as last year. Too, so it's like they're not the same as like last year where they were like in the fight at this point in the year, right? Yeah, but Logan. I think I think last year at this point, Logan was almost one of the favorites to win, and now it's kind of like is he even going to stay in the top five if Donnie keeps coming and. Jacob keeps coming. He he's gonna have a hard time just staying in the top five. But you know, I'm sure he'll get his wins. He's been really really good. He's been he's known to go on some runs. You you we can't keep forgetting about Brad Sweet either because he's been you know he's Mister Consistent. That's why he wins so many titles. He's just up there. Um, but uh, just uh, he's gonna you know there's a point in the season where he's just gonna go rip off like five out of eight wins or something. You know. Just because that's how people I know, especially here in PA, maybe people don't like him, but respect the hell out of him, man. I mean, that dude just goes out there and wins. Um, yeah, that was really it. Anything else that you observed from Lincoln? I mean, I said it was just a great atmosphere. It's a long week, but yeah. um, great atmosphere. Was, I don't know, just cool. It was a cool atmosphere to be be in. What do you think your beer count was? 
fits for all 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 the days. Yeah, for the weekend. Yeah. Chris at least had ninety. Okay, first of all, we didn't even at bring ninety. At least beers. ninety. Uh, <laughs> I guess between all three nights, then yeah, maybe ninety. Um, just Friday, Saturday speaking, a lot. I mean, we had went with sixty bush beers, right? Is that right, Jimmy? I don't even want to remember it. And Fireball. Fireball Soco. That was well, just Friday. Shout out to Cotton Eye Joe from North Carolina. Played, Came over, played uh, Cornhole with us. Gave us some good-ass bourbon. All I know is Saturday when we went to track, Jimmy rolled in with four of his 30, and I had six. Yes. But we didn't drink them all. We had friends. We had friends to help us. It's always good to have friends. When you come to Posse Country, you're always going to have friends help you drink some beer. <laughs> so we had to bring more beer and then go get more beer. Yes. And, and more, more Fireball. And, and, more, and more Fireball, more SoCo. And, and then yeah. Cotton Eye Joe from North Carolina and his <laughs> bourbon. It was a good time, good time. So a lot to answer your question. Yeah. Don't do it, kids. Don't, don't drink that much. It's bad. Yeah. Drink responsibly, everyone. Don't be a terrible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we get uh, just kind of regular races here, and then we got All Stars coming back into town for Memorial Day weekend here for Port Royal. We'll be we'll be there all weekend. Um, we'll be looking forward to that. Maybe we'll count um, the beers this time. <laughs> yeah, we won't count any beers this time. Uh, they'll just be consumed. Uh, so let's just uh, go into NSRL starts tonight, guys. Um, Before we do that, Icy's going to lose his mind if we don't bring up Bridgeport. Oh, yeah, Bridgeport last night. Fuck. Yeah, Bridgeport last night. Uh, Sheldon Hoddenfield and Kyle Larson with a with a hell of a battle. Um, Sheldon Hoddenfield won. You know, whatever. But, no. He's, no, it was, he's doing, it was, he's good. Doing it was a really, really good battle between them two. And then Logan and Stuart started catching that tune, and mm-hmm. they were... That, it was going to be another really good race there. We had a late caution in that one, too. Uh, Anthony Macri, I think, was hard charger. He came up nine positions. He ended up finishing fifth. Awesome to see him bounce back after kind of a rough weekend. Um, and also, Isley and Harris said, Donnie's coming. Pause. Well, he finished third last night, and he was fourth. Yo, shouts out Rico Abreu for a podium finish. At Williams Grove. Also, Car- Carson Macedo was light at the scales, which was pretty crazy. Um, but Donnie was, I think, he was like fourth or fifth at Williams Grove. So he's he has been coming. He's been getting more consistent. He's been running up there near that top five. Kyle Larson does not suck. Kyle Larson is the GOAT. I mean, come on now. Put some respect on his name. All right, let's get into NSRL. And... <laughs> Speaking of respect, Landon Lacey is a great driver in NSRL. Landon Lacey is pretty damn good. You know who else is pretty good? Josh fucking Aaron. And Josh Aaron. Josh Aaron's a great fucking driver. I got the uh, Ross Chastain Award of the Week. (laughs) Do you smash some watermelons? I did not. I did not. (laughs) You smashed a beer, though. I did. I did. A a couple. A couple. (laughs) Uh, Truck Series right here. We're, We're here with... A legend, a winner. <laughs> winner of the opening race of the Truck Series, Mr. Josh Aaron. Congratulations, bud. Thank you, thank you. It was uh, it was a uh, Mark and Milliken and I. I think we're up there all night, and uh, 
they uh they raced too hard at the end and they were teammates right. and got together and I just got through it clean. That's what that's what it's about at the end. You got to just put yourself in position to be there and and kind of almost hope and pray, but I mean it's all calculated moves throughout the race. It's calculated to be put yourself in position. You know, especially once you get to an uh, end of a race, you kind of know who's going to do what. You kind of you have an idea of what each person's kind of probably going to do. So putting yourself in the right position, you deserve that, man. Good, congratulations. Thank you. Last night that, was not the case. Last night was right. not the case, unfortunately. But Almost. Shouts out Justin Diltz winning the inaugural Grand National Series race in the NSRL at Daytona as well. Uh, where'd you finish, Josh? Fourth, I think. I, Upside down, no yeah, motor. Fourth. Parts I, everywhere. I killed everybody, though. I killed everybody <laughs> except for Dills on the last lap. So, um, well, hopefully, three nights in a row here tonight. We start the Cup season. It's the big boys coming to town now. Hopefully, you could get another top five and, or maybe another win and really show out here for us. Turn two terribles because I don't know how tonight's going to go for me. Truck race didn't go very well for me either. <laughs> so, but tonight's uh, going to be a different one. Tonight's going to be a long. Tonight's yeah. going to take we'll some see. patience. I, la- patience and strategy. Last night I was really having to force the issue. You guys have your posse, so you know I was a teammate of my own last night. So I had to be a little bit more aggressive and force a lot of stuff. But tonight it's going to have to be completely different. Yes, let's give it up for Kayla McCarthy stepping up, being race control for the for this season of NSRL. Give a clap right there. Thank you for Kayla showing up. Uh, retired as a driver, now is going to race control, and um, pretty excited for that. Excited to see. We have a, a full field. We're going to have at least 32 cars. Hey, Kayla, um, Kayla's in chat. She said EOLs for everyone. She, Kayla fine. always had an I opinion. Now her, now her opinion actually matters tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. It's the only one that matters, really. Right. Don't piss her off, boys. Yeah. Um, so, Kayla, I always liked you. <laughs> Too late now. <laughs> Too late now, Jimmy. Kayla, I'm sorry for Talladega. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just always remember that Chris is the one that wrecked you at Talladega <laughs> for the win. Last, Ryan, Ryan made me do it. Um, no, tonight should be fun. I don't know. Uh, Josh and I are back there in the pit of hell um, with Jeremy. So, we'll see what we can do. I think I start 30-something tonight. So that's gonna be a good time. It's gonna shake out. I went to Lincoln. Yep, yep. Didn't didn't qualify. This is gonna be a good one. There's a lot of people that we raced with last year on different teams. There's a lot of new people. There's been a lot shuffled up. It, it's gonna be. I'm excited. Yeah, we got Ashton Crowder in the field. Um, we got Landon Lacey on Team Posse here. He's he's Tyler Isley. You know, we got. We got a lot of, you know, he's of course we got Sakosi, we got Dilts, we got us, you know, we got Jeremy Zarfos out there, we got Jaden Bingaman who was strong in the Truck Series last year, uh, bumping up the cup. So Steve Stripmatter, Mad Max. Um, we got Mad Robbie Bites, uh, Briggs Swope, shouts out, shouts yeah, out, Brian, Don DeGroot, Brian Pressler, Brian BP, most popular our hero, can't forget him, our hero. and our hero, Kyle Milliken. Uh, Wiggins, Daniel Menzies returning for full time. 
So we got sure a lot. Good night. You know, if I missed anybody, I'm sorry, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. I'm I'm excited. See you at next year's banquet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so we'll let you guys know how that goes. Um and, and Don, next week we go to Rockingham, which I'm kind of already looking forward to. I I like Rockingham. Don know that beers make us faster. Don't worry, Don. Beers make us go faster. Don't <laughs> be a gotta, terrible podcast without a brew. Don, you've got a one pass this week. Meal's not gonna be here tonight, so uh Yeah. We don't get a we got one less plow out there. Your yellow card's not gonna matter this week. <laughs> oh shit. Well, before we get out of here, let's just talk a little real real quick about this upcoming weekend. Um we got the All Star race, which is mind blowing to me that we're at the All Star race next next this week. Uh we're halfway through the season. Uh, it feels like it just started. Um at Texas, we also got Xfinity and Truck running a regular race, you know, at Texas, a triple header this weekend there. Um it's just insane that I, I I don't have anything really to say about the All Star race. It should be a fun time. Yeah. Um but I I just can't believe that we're already there. Yeah, I'm with you. It, it went uh I had been talking with uh Brig earlier in the year about meeting up and trying to do something at the All Star race and then just you know, everything getting busy and everything and then he messaged me and I was like, Holy shit, that's this weekend. So <laughs> Yeah, right. It's, I mean it, it, I'm like I'm with you. It completely snuck up on me. Um but yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. I like the All Star Race. It's just me too. Just a good time. Everybody has a good time. I enjoy it. I like to see them try different stuff. There's always pieces of it. You'll see some of the stuff next year. You know, there's always pieces of it that it, they take out and throw in. You know, you yeah. might see it at the clash it's next year. Race. Right. I mean, I like to see them try new things. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I think uh, the next gen. This is going to be the real stage for the next gen. Can it save Texas? Because Texas has been not the most popular track amongst fans, since especially since they did the reconfiguration. But uh, if next, we'll see if the next gen could uh, really uh, revitalize it, maybe and put on some good racing. I think it can after Washington, Kansas. Kansas is usually a pretty good track, but um, if it made Kansas that exciting, I think it could at least do something interesting at texas um and then dirt this week tomorrow night i'll be at bloomsburg we got the world of outlaw late models coming into town which is interesting um and then we all they're in pa pretty much all weekend uh we'll see how the weekend goes chris you'll be at williams grove on friday i don't think i'm coming up i mean i wouldn't blame you but um plan and then saturday we'll see world of outlaw late models are at port royal with 410 sprint cars. We also got the USAC East Coast Series here at Sealands Grove. So, But it's going to be like 95 degrees out. I don't know if I'm ready for that. We just had a long weekend, and we have a long one of following we an, weekend yeah, after that. We have, we have another long weekend next weekend. Oh, 410 are at Path Valley on Sunday, which is cool to see them going back there. They haven't been there in a while, so that's cool. Just remember, I work on Sunday, so I won't be there. Yeah, I'm not going to go there either. I, I, but it's, cool. it's cool that they're going there. So, um, For sure. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to go win. We're going to be one, two, three in Daytona tonight on NSRL. We'll be popping some bottles, you know, probably later tonight. And um, no matter what. we will see you guys. We're going to try to get back to our regular schedule yep. Monday night, this upcoming Monday. 
and uh, get back into the groove of things. Thank you guys for stick checking us out. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. This is the Turn Two Terribles podcast. Thanks a lot. Peace out. Later. <laughs>